we can't start off like that. Uh, well, <laughs> evidently bad at this. Haven't done it before. Trying to listen to other people do it. <laughs> Listening to other podcasts in one of our cars to try to figure out how to do an intro to a podcast. My name is Holden Janish. And I'm Pat Doan. Uh, we are both sophomores in college. We're from Naperville, Illinois. Um, Born and raised. Yeah. We are Young Life leaders, um, and so we see each other a lot during the week. That's just a ministry for those who don't know. We have been talking about podcasts a lot. I've been listening to podcasts for probably four or five years. Um, I'm pretty new to it. Yeah, about Pat's, like Pat's new on the obsession. <laughs> yeah. Don't have much friends at school. <laughs> Retweet. <laughs> Honestly. So I'm walking around campus. I've always got a podcast going. So one day we kind of looked at each other and we we're like, why don't we just try to do this in some form or fashion? And it didn't really take shape the way we thought it would. Nope. <laughs> but we decided to do a podcast called Listeners Anonymous. This is the pilot episode with a bunch of our other friends, Tyler, Billy, Matt, and Brett. So us six have this shared love for music, namely hip-hop, but kind of a bunch of stuff. Most things, I would say. Yeah. Uh, maybe not so much country. <laughs> I feel like a lot of you will agree. <laughs> and, some won't, and some will hate us, but that's okay. Most likely never... Probably won't ever talk about country. Probably won't ever talk like about country. Like a little bit, but yeah. most likely not. <laughs> um, so yeah, we were hanging out. We were talking about our favorite albums and or mixtapes, I guess. And we decided we would come up with this comprehensive rubric, essentially, of how to rate an album and how to rate an artist. So the breakdown goes true vibe, vibe, jam, hit. Yeah. Decent trash. Yeah, so there's six levels. We kind of came up with this on the fly. But yeah, starting from the top down, True Vibe is kind of what we like to say. When we listen to music, if something really hits us hard, if something makes us move, makes us put our hand on our chest mm -hmm. and kind of like rock with it, yeah. we say that vibes. And we've been kind of saying that for a while. And so we decided it would be only fitting if a True Vibe is a piece of work or is an artist that has essentially no misfires, doesn't really mess up. And really changes like the culture of whatever genre it is, um, whether it be rap, um, alt-rock, alternative, really anything. And like for now, we put together 10 plus mm -hmm. um, pieces that we think um, would be in that true vibe category, which goes from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy to Adele 21, to Man in the Moon 2 by Cuddy, Continuum um, by John Mayer, Acid Rap, of course. Yeah. Um, and so these are some of our favorite artists, and we just kind of went through and said, look, these are the albums that really don't miss a step. They don't miss a beat. An album like Continuum, for example, there is not one song on that album that I will not listen to. So I'm eternally grateful to John Mayer for that. Pat just started listening to John Mayer. About a week ago. Which is... Pretty fantastic. That's like the best. That's one of the best benchmarks in someone's life is when they find out about John Mayer. Just kind of going down the list, I guess. Starts off with a true vibe. That's pretty much the peak of music. And when we talk about an artist, we're we're gonna kind of rank them too, um, as it's been the past couple times we've um, hung out together. 
True Vibe, uh, pretty much as close to 100% as possible. Yeah. Uh, a Vibe is about as close as it can get to a True Vibe. 98. Where, yeah, it's very close. There are albums that I love more than anything. I think of Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper is one of the best albums I've ever heard yeah. in my entire life. I'm also obsessed with Chance the Rapper. I'm wearing his t-shirt right now. <laughs> but that has a few songs that not everyone can um, get over the hill for, I guess. And so that kind of steps it back um, just a little bit. Um, I don't know. It's it's not bad, but it's not... Oh, no, not bad at all. <laughs> perfect. Uh, yeah, not bad at all, but not perfect. So that's kind of what vibe is. You want to talk about it? Yeah, jam? we, like, for jam, that's like the middle ground where yeah. um it has those vibe songs that you get like that you get that hand of the chest like yeah. get that but then it definitely has like you know there's misses like songs you just like why yeah why who's man's <laughs> why are they putting this on this album yeah for real so yeah it's kind of that middle ground between what's worse than this and like getting up to a vibe actually the newest one we just added which is hit a hit for us was not in the original um, list of categories, but we decided that it was necessary because there are albums out there that we could not put a finger on. What was a good example that um, our friend Brett talked about was 1989 by Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Because, honestly, I'm biased. I don't love Taylor <laughs> Swift nope. by any means. But some people do, and I think that's what's important, is that that album, based on... The people that we go to school with, our peers, with people a little bit older and a little bit younger, they love that album without regret, um, without apology. And I think there is something that has to be said about albums that can band a group of people together. I don't know. I don't love Taylor Swift, but I certainly do not hate that album. No. And it doesn't do anything to really affect the culture of music. It didn't do too much... For me, I don't know. It probably won tons of awards, yeah, of course. just because it's Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, it was a great album. And I think what's important about a hit is that it's good for... Everyone. It's good for everyone in some way, and it and it hits during the time period that it's made. Yeah. I don't think anyone is talking about 1989 by Taylor Swift in 15, 20, no. 25, 30 years. Right. And I think that's the point of a hit, is that it's good when it was made. Exactly. Yeah. Next category is Decent, which is the bottom... It's like second to last category we have. Um, and like, if you listen to an album and you say like, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's when you know it's in the decent category. Like 40, 50% of these songs on this album are misses. Like you're trying to throw away half this album and really not vibing to it at all. Yeah. This, when I think of this, I think of opening my Spotify app, searching for an album and being afraid to hit shuffle play. Yep. Because I know there are songs on here that I can't stand. I'm trying to think of a good example. Gosh, I don't know. Obviously, this stuff is opinionated, so we're trying to think of things that, you know, our bias doesn't leak into too much. There's so so much music. Yeah. <laughs> Big Baby Drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drum or Dram or D-R-A-M. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to say this man's name. He can sing he yeah. just put out two singles on spotify um but he sang special and he sang cash machine essentially acoustic and they were fantastic broccoli i don't i don't know what to say about <laughs> Lil yachty we'll talk about this man at a different at a different point in time 
cute is pretty good, I would say. The cute is a funny It's vibe. a funny song. It's a good song to listen on like a sunny day. Yeah. Um, or just to show your friends and have them laugh at you. But for for instance, this album on Pat's music, how how many songs? 14. 14 songs. Pat only has saved 3. And so that is the type of album that we're kind of talking about. It's just, we're not trying to say, like, this whole piece of work sucks. Like, this man made a mistake. This is a total misfire. But it's not great by any means. Yeah. And the last court category is just trash, where you can only play, like, one. You have one or two songs from this album you can yeah. listen to. But, like, similar, so close to decent, but, like, it's really just one you're playing every so often that you have on your phone but you don't really know why it's on there kind of yeah trying to think this is the tough part because i don't want to come at people who are listening and obviously there is bias here for sure in each category yeah as we go from true vibe down the list to a trash album we hope that more bias is at the bottom rather than the top i think a true vibe it should be very agreeable Mm -hmm. no one's gonna argue about my beautiful dark twisted fantasy no one's gonna argue about two pimp of butterfly Mm -hmm. no one's gonna argue about 21 those albums continuum to no one's gonna argue that those albums are some of the best media released in the past 20 years yeah for sure trash albums i don't know new cuddy basically what cuddy's been releasing I don't even... Indica, getting there. It's up there, but... It's pretty close to trash. Pretty close to trash. I've known Pat for a long time. We've known each other since junior high. This man is, or was at least, in love (laughs) with Scott Miscuddy. He is my man. Man on the Moon. What is it? The Legend of Mr. Rager or whatever? Yeah. The second one, Man on the Moon 2. Man on the Moon 2. So good. His new stuff, I would say it is trash. Speeding Bullet to Heaven is trash. So bad. Look up... No, don't look at it. I was about to say, look up this album. Do not waste your battery on your phone. Do not waste your data. Not Kid Cudi made a mistake. Hopefully, um, making his comeback in about two weeks. Yeah. This is a perfect time for this podcast. I hope people out there are ex- as excited about the month of December as we are. We have Childish Gambino's new album just dropped. We are reviewing it later this episode to kind of kick off hopefully what we will do for the near future we hope that this thing sticks around we love music that much um and we just like hanging out that much jay cole's new project is coming out mm. kid cuddy's new stuff drake's stuff spo- was supposed, supposed to come to out but he jagged that's not a surprise post malone post malone too we most of us love him yeah. i think absol absol is that's gonna be weird but weird. <laughs> that's notable he's been on he was on smoke again by chance right yeah that was a fantastic song so yeah perfect time for new music let's talk a little bit about vision for the podcast and Mm -hmm. where we hope this goes and what we hope listeners can get out of what we're putting out oh i I feel like i've being new to podcasts i've seen podcasts like startups like the young life podcast and even up and vanished which are pretty much only two that i've been listening to recently and listening to them from their pilot to, like, finishing their first season and how much they grow and how much they get, like, sponsors and they get viewership. Like, I want us as the people who are talking to our listeners, like me, Holden, Brett, Billy, Tyler, Matt, I want us to get closer and also to reach as big an audience who share this passion for music as we do. Yeah, I think... 
passion for music is the key, that's the common denominator that we're looking for. There are people out there, and I know this, and I know them specifically, that love music, but do not know how to navigate their Spotify app, mm -hmm. do not know how to look at an Apple Music and say, look, for instance, last week, we all talked about Bruno Mars's new album, 24 Karat Magic. It yeah. was amazing. So good. So... But people will not know that he is putting out worthwhile stuff based on his past. Yeah. And we hope to be your compass for the world of music. We hope that when you are in a rut and your Spotify playlist has been the same for the past three months, or you haven't downloaded music to your Apple Music account in a while, or if you're using Tidal, I don't know why you're still using <laughs> Get Tidal. off of that. <laughs> Get off Tidal. But... We hope to be the podcast that you throw on when you want new music, when you want to hear about your favorite artists, maybe artists that you haven't heard of. And Pat was talking about it. Just to start, two pod if this is your first podcast, welcome. I love podcasts with my whole heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are, the, there are podcasts out there that are being produced better than most music. Yeah, Pat and I talk about this all the time. Up and Vanished, produced by... Tenderfoot, I think, but the guy's name is Payne Lindsay. He is fantastic. It's kind of a true crime thing. Pat and I get along in that regard. Yeah, we're in a murder, which is <laughs> a little weird to say, but Probably cut I, that out. <laughs> I know we might cut it out. We might not. I know several people out there agree with us that true crime is fascinating. That would be the first podcast I would recommend on the frontier. Search it on Google if you do not know what it is. Um, but yeah, we all love the Lord. Um, these two guys on this podcast, On the Frontier, they love the Lord as well. They are huge in the young life. Both do it for their full-time job. I know, based on our circle of friends, a lot of you are going to be young life leaders, people we know from serving at Young Life Camp during the summer. And we hope that if you aren't listening to this podcast, you will go and listen as soon as possible because it has made us better leaders. Yeah, It's made Young Life Leading more fun. Yeah, So do that. I think what we hope to do for music culture is what Up and Vanished is doing for true crime culture and people who are interested in mystery mm -hmm. and what On the Frontier is doing for people who are interested in ministry. Yeah, anything else you want to say? Hope you guys enjoy because uh, I know we were going to enjoy just hanging out as a bunch of dudes, listening yeah. to music, telling you guys about music. Yeah, we hope that. Above all, you enjoy listening to this podcast as much as we enjoy getting to hang out with each other every Tuesday night. So, among all the uh, categories we have, Matt, who said that it's a true vibe. Matt, do you want to defend yourself? Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of preface my argument with saying, like, I don't love calling something a true vibe a week after it was released. I, like, I don't feel like that's enough time to, like, really know if it's a true vibe or not. But I think this will become a true vibe. Like, this album is, like, ver is very different than anything that has been put out in the past 20 years. It's like it's a unique album. It draws from like a lot of different sources. It's very like top notch musically. And every time you listen to it, at least in my experience, and I know Holden, we've talked about this, 
Yeah. Um, and like Brett has agreed that like every time we you listen to it, it gets better. And so I think, like from my perspective, what that is is the the difference and the weirdness of it is like shaking off, and you're you're beginning to understand it for what it actually is. Oh, I I want to go ahead and go off that because I think one statement that stuck out to me about what you said I think rings true about possibly swaying it to a true vibe maybe not in my opinion just because like I stated earlier like you know it's not exactly like my sort of music already but I, I agree with the point that you said every single time you listen to it you're shaking it off and you're becoming more accustomed to it but the point that I like the most is that you said how unique it is and changing it is for music and I think when we decided last week that a true vibe had to mean something we said that it needed to make a statement or like make or make some sort of change, right? That's what we decided. Yeah, like some sort of. Music I do agree with that part, though. The album definitely is unique in a way that it's definitely changing, like the way that I think music might be in coming out in the future. I don't know. Which is another reason it's hard to say whether it's whether or not something well, right, like revive yeah. after the first week, because obviously, in the week since it's been released, no music has come out that has been influenced right by and, by this album. Yeah, I agree that it's grown on me. I think. I don't know if it's like exponential growth though without like a cap. Like I would cap it at like a high vibe, but based on like listening to it with good speakers and like like listening to it for the sake of listening to it, not while like doing anything else, I, I just think it's like, I think vibe is where it stays. It's hard to like put myself in a mood. Like there there's some music where I can like like coloring book, I can look at coloring book and say like no matter what mood I I'm in, I can find songs off this album during the summer. Besides California, I don't know, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. I I just have to be in the mood for it. But I don't think that's what he was trying to do when making this album. Like I agree, most music now is is made for you for you to be able like to have high listenability. I don't think Donald Glover made Awaken My Love for like for like people to do the dishes to. Or like, I don't think he was necessarily trying um, to make something easy to listen to. I th- I think this was this album is supposed to be a focal piece, not a background noise. I suppose it does have like. There's obviously chance for stuff to change. We haven't seen anything come from it, and like I'm like our the true vibe is no miss, and we can all agree. I don't think there's a miss. No, no misses. Yeah, no misses. So that's one part. So it hits that part of the category. Yeah. And then the other category is that it changes music culture. And we just can't say that it has. I'd say it's a vibe. Based off of it, based off of instrumentation, mm. it's a vibe. I'd agree with that. Each part was carefully calculated, I feel like. Uh, from the bass to the guitar to the drums to the percussive instruments to his voice to how he even altered his voice. All those things were really well thought about, like really well thought through. And because of that, I think that's going to have long-lasting qualities that people are going to listen for and listen to in the future. So I think that is a true vibe quality that it'll have. Just like you guys have said, we, we can't tell you after a week. I think as far as like musicality goes and it changing music culture, yeah, there's going to be some change from this, for sure. I think it reminds me of Surf in the fact that like, like the production on it, like every beat of every measure <laughs> is crazy. I don't know if I would have rated that as high as I do now first listen. Because that album's like really weird. But now Surf is like it's up there. It's up there for sure. I would agree. <laughs> I but I think that's the thing with these like these true vibe albums is is that the first listen because because 
I'm gonna get weird with an analogy. Like, the entire music industry is, like, as if they were, like, squares, like, the shape. And then someone puts out this album that's, like, a circle. And everyone thinks that it's supposed to be a square, so they're like, no, that's a bad square. But in reality, they're just trying to do something entirely different. They're not trying to be a square, they're trying to be a circle. And so, like, when these True Vibe albums come out, it's hard to to see them as a True Vibe at first, because you're so used to looking... I think these true vibes that we've been talking about, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, came out, and people were trying to put that into a square, but it wasn't a square. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so when the next true vibe comes out, it's, like, different than that. So. Yeah, because, like, if you... If it takes no effort to get used to music, is it doing anything to, like, change culture? Probably not. So I do agree with you on that one. So I'd say for what we've talked about... We'll keep it at a vibe. Mm-hmm. There's, okay. room for, there's room for the change, though. If there's room for yeah, the change. Yeah, let me know when you guys change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I ever will. You will. As of right now, Awaken My Love is a vibe. So, Childish Gambino, as an artist, we're going to rate him as either true vibe, vibe, jam, hit, decent, or trash. So, based off of the albums that we've listened to, we've listened to Sick Boy, we've listened to Poindexter, We've listened to I Am Just a Rapper, I Am Just a Rapper 2, we've listened to Cul-de-Sac, we've listened to Camp, we've listened to Royalty, Because the Internet, Kawhi, Stone Mountain, and of course, Awaken My Love. Based off of all those, what have we decided? As a rapper, I'm saying vibe, or high vibe. I can't, I, he is an incredible human being, at that, like he yeah. has done so much. So as a, like that, true vibe, I don't think he can be categorized in true vibe yet with like what we've put in there i just i don't know if it's just like the change up from rapping to this funk i don't know might be that which i'm not like just gotta get a hold on (laughs) (laughs) i'm waiting my turn yeah (laughs) yeah i would say for the he's always stayed in his lane there hasn't been much that he's done to really break the mold like yeah awaken my love has kind of broke broken the mold but it's also just been a throwback to the 70s yeah true so i feel like what with what he's done with how he's rapped his rap has evolved from garbage to average i'd say he isn't i i I wouldn't say he's in the league of j cole of kendrick of someone like logic or you know rappers like that but i think in general his rap has gone from like very suspect oh it was horrible yeah (laughs) to like (laughs) i can vibe with this really well and he has good punchlines now. And he's actually, like, thinking about how to create things lyrically. And he thinks about his phrasing, all that stuff. So with that in mind, I think the amount of progress he's made, the people that he has, has surrounding him, I'd say one of his best albums is Because of the Internet. I, thought, I, I think that was a very well put together piece of music. So I'd say in general, his evolution has brought him up to a vibe. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of talking about this earlier, but I don't know, a little bit like what you said. His old flow, like... I don't. I think he literally like taught himself how to count beats in a measure. This man could not time up a word where it was supposed to hit in a rap for probably the first two whole projects. <laughs> yeah, you know, I would just and, say the three. Yeah, <laughs> and he truly is great at everything he does. Writing, acting, comedy is is all right, and like music especially with this new album too. Crazy. He's not a goat in like any department. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think he, he's just so smart 
and so talented that he would be selling him short, selling himself short in certain departments if he went all in in one. If he didn't do anything else but music, he would be better at music. But that's just not how it played out for him. He definitely his growth is definitely something incredible. Um, I literally would rate his him like close to trash originally, <laughs> yeah. um, and I definitely would consider him a vibe. And honestly, like we talked about earlier, if this new "Awake My Love" does change music culture and people start to follow that way, I I honestly I would highly consider making him a true vibe artist. Yeah, and I would definitely say that because. I mean, just the, the culture change in itself, if that does happen. Um, but I definitely agree that he's successful in everything he's tried um, and that he's making huge statements and a lot of growth definitely since the beginning of his career. I think Childish Gambino is interesting um, because he's really not... He's, he's, like, the only major rap star maybe ever that's, like, stumbled into being a rap star. Like, he didn't necessarily seek out, um, you know, having a big fan base um, for his music. He kind of just started rapping on the side, and, like, it kind of took off. Considering the fact that he's he's really not a rapper, he's really not a musician, he's truly just a creative. He's like a, like, like you said, he's kind of a renaissance man. He's good at everything. Um, he's good at, he's good at telling stories, is what he does. Um, and he's good at connecting with and evoking emotions. Mm-hmm. So, so I I guess the question for me becomes, yeah, if, if we're talking about his entire catalog as a as a musician, is he? A, I can't say that he's a true vibe. But his entire catalog as a creative, if you look at like as we were listening to, um, I I'm just a rapper. Like Holden, you made the point of saying like it's almost like all of these creative ideas were there and he just didn't have the skill sets yet to express them I feel like we've seen that consistently through his career since the first time he got the spotlight like this this man is one of the most creative people walking the planet right now and so if we take the the, the entirety of his catalog his entire creative catalog not just his music I say true vibe but just for his music I'll give him up a high vibe the highest vibe yeah it kind of reminds me of like when we were in junior high and these kids are they're like 6'3 and so they're on the basketball team because they're huge but they don't have they like don't know how to use their body like they can't like they can't like get up and down the court this man was like he was like his brain in the beginning like create like there's so much going on in there that I don't think he knew what to do with himself yeah, and it and it finally like he matured and it has caught up with him, and now like and he's doing Atlanta, and Awaken My Love specifically the past two projects. Atlanta is a genius project. Yeah, I don't know of any miss outside of music that he's had too. Like there's, yeah, there's no miss like writing yeah. for Thirty Rock community, even though it got canceled. Such like so good community. He was like one Troy of the and I met him this morning. So good. He has so. a mug right there. What'd you say, Tyler? Said he was like the biggest hit on that show when it was on. Yeah. So, yeah. from the brief episodes I watched, is he right for that too? Probably. Yeah. He oh did. yeah, yeah. He created it. No, I don't no. think I don't he. Know. His special though, Weirdo on Netflix, 
It's, it's weird. That's probably so nice. There, there's I, there's I, certain okay, there's certain punchlines I, I personally I laughed my way through it. Yeah. Did I feel uncomfortable? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. I laughed but, at it, but it was definitely something I was like, eh, I definitely push the I definitely hit that pause button when I heard my roommates like yeah, yeah. coming into the room. <laughs> yeah. Like he's very good at being very good at stuff most of the time. Yeah. But he went out on a limb and some of it made me like I, I kind of like wanted to throw my laptop off my bunk bed. Just like <laughs> I mean, stand up's kind of hit or miss in general. Yeah, so. true. that's true. So. Yeah, it's never really. Atlanta's like the best show, new, like creative show in years. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. You want to talk about like true vibes as changing the game? <laughs> yeah, television will not be the same after Atlanta. I agree. It, we were talking. It's like a black Seinfeld. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. A show about nothing. A show about nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. also, what I love about it, what I love about it is it it's it's about these like quote unquote stereotypes. The the poor black rapper trying to make it his like like pothead friend, his like uptight cousin, all these stereotypes, but then it gives them depth and shows how like the stereotype is not the stereotype. Their stereotype isn't just what makes them. Right, exactly. Much more than exactly. That. And for like for that to be a show that is popular, like, among black people and white people is, like, huge for unraveling racism in America. For white people to be able to see and understand that there's actually layers to the stereotypes that they uphold in their head. And I guess you just throw music in there however he wants to and just, like, yeah, such great songs. So I'd say as a musician, we're going to put him in as a vibe. High vibe. Yeah. High vibe. High vibe. And there's so much. There's so much weight bringing him down. He's got. Is, just, he's got a lot of shackles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're. You're right. It, I just like. It's a shame, to limit his to like define him by his music. You know, and mm-hmm. I understand that that's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like the point of this. Yeah. But for Donald Glover specifically, it's hard to and do and that. probably yeah. for no one else, will be able to say this. But for Donald Glover specifically, defining him only by his music is like it's rough it doesn't do it justice <clears throat> no, no. but that I mean he's not he's not rapping under Donald Glover for a reason like he wanted to try to make Childish Gambino its own entity and if we look at that specifically I I think he produced he, he put out so much he put out too much yeah like 19 tracks on Because of the Internet That's you have a to lot. you have to relax but Chance and his like ratio of like songs he's put out and how many are hits so much higher like 10 day acid rap and coloring book if you want to just look at those throw surf in the mix too that's just compared to his catalog his being Gambino's kind of a world's difference I don't know it's really hard he's so weird it's almost hard to like talk about him in comparison yeah I also think that like if you're thinking about Childish when he was first coming out that was the era of like mixtape. You just throw a mixtape out. Yeah. Every like you yeah, had everybody was doing. you had Lil Wayne throwing out a mixtape every like two days. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like true. like everybody was throwing out music, whether it was garbage or whether it was quality. You were just throwing it out. You just wanted people to hear what you had to say. But like, I think Ch- I think Chance came in where people were throwing out mixtapes. But it's like I'm gonna take a little time on this. Yeah, and I'm gonna let people hear it, and people are gonna like it. So I mean. At first, when Childs came out, it was like quantity over quality. But then later on, he started throwing out way more quality because mm-hmm. he had more time to really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think 
I think also Chance, not that Chance makes songs for the radio, like, because, you know, he's only recently had, like, no problems and stuff play on it, but I think he had more in the back of his mind that, like, playability type thing than Childish ever has had. And I think part of that comes from, like, music being his living. Like, people have to want to listen to his stuff. Childish is not in that same situation. Yeah. The, the like, hit scale... I don't know, it's, it's just a weird, it's a weird thing for Childish, because I don't think, I don't, I, like, I don't think he necessarily cares if he has a hit. I don't think he necessarily wants one. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, looking at his other, his other, um, like, products, I think he, like, he's more concerned making of, like, like, a body of work. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that. we should give people listening, go, ba- go back in time, what do you listen to, and what do you completely ignore, in terms of Childish Gambino? Like his first stuff, I I probably glaze over. I mean, we can give him songs though. Yeah, I would say like off of Poindexter. Poindexter has some hits. Yeah, Sick Boy has maybe one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say, I'm just a rapper. Glaze over that. Yeah. Yeah. Find what you like, and then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you got to You got to hit the classics. You, what's that Adele track? Uh, do you like? Do you like? Do you like off of Coldasack? Dude, yeah. Coldasack, you can go through honestly Coldasack. all of Coldasack. Coldasack. Phenomenal project. Yeah, that was the first Gambino project that I heard. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Freaks and Geeks came out before Coldasack, though. And Freaks and Geeks is a must. Freaks and Geeks. If you're must. listening, Freaks and Geeks. Right now, stop what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> stop the podcast. Go on YouTube. Punchline after punchline. Yeah. yeah. Royalty. It's. The production, bro. Production is trash. So bad. Yeah. Honestly, the track with Chance. Yeah, that's worth for, it. Yeah. For me, I, I didn't even, like, love that track. Like, I feel like Gam- Gambino's modern Gambino, I'll call it, like, post I Am Just a Rapper. Mm-hmm. AD. It, if, if, I could, <laughs> if I could take an eraser and remove one of his projects... Royalty. Royalty would be yeah. It's just so Pat's a, like that's like, a big miss. Guys. Like I was saying to you, Pat's Pat, not feeling that though. Oh, he did a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, it, bro. You could still throw it on if your phone is in the aux at a party. You could probably find some stuff to throw on. Yeah, you could. Right, can we talk about how weird the features are on this? This man at Schoolboy Q, <laughs> Absol, RZA, Ghostface Killers. Ghostface Killer was a what? <laughs> I know the words. People I would have never expected to collaborate with Childish Gambino just because, like, stylistically, they come from entirely different worlds. Yeah, Tina Fey. He has so <laughs> mu- he has so much pull. Tina Fey rapped. The- Tina Fey rapped on this. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to relax. <laughs> so extra. Yeah. So extra. Just a rule. <sighs> and then I, I mean, obviously, Camp. Listen to listen, Camp. Listen to the whole thing every day. Listen to the whole rest of your life. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Matt feels that way about camp. I will say because the internet throw it on. I personally think I know there are 19 tracks on it. I personally think there may be one or two misses. Yeah. The whole album I, is fine. I would, I, would, I would agree with that, to be honest. There are a lot of. The only reason that it's 19 is because he felt the need to put in minute 15 tracks on there. Like 40 seconds. Which, yeah, like he doesn't need to do. But the party is a short one that is. Goes banging. It goes. It's, 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 it's really short. Yeah, Ern is and is fantastic. But so. like the party you'll miss, like 
you'll think you're gonna glaze over that because it's like slow, and then he like, goes in. Yeah, for you can't miss a beat for like thirty seconds, and it's just like what? Don't sleep on Stone Mountain either. Do not <clears> sleep on Stone Mountain. People forget about Kawhi and Stone Mountain together on the album art. If, yeah, they forget they, Stone Mountain completely. Like, yeah, Kawhi is such a studio album. Like you hear it, and you're like, and this man went in. It's beautiful. It's so yeah. beautifully made. And Stone Mountain is a quintessential mixtape. Yeah. And paired together is they go so cool. Yin and yang. Like, how, yeah. like even in the album cover, it's just like yin, like, like, like we were saying cover. earlier, like it's literally Dat Piff versus like a Spotify yeah. or like an Apple Music. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And finally, Awaken My Love. Listen to the whole thing. Listen to the whole thing. Once a day. L- yeah. Listen, yeah, listen more than once because it only gets better. <laughs> it gets better. Keep an open mind. California. Shout out to my man on the bass. Yes, pay yeah. the bass player way more money <laughs> than Don't you Don't even are. know his what name, I, but shout out to the Whatever you're paying player. him, it's not enough. Whatever you're paying him. <laughs> Pan flute. Pan flute. Pan California. <laughs> Jam out to California. Also, it's not annoying. Listen to Complex or read their album reviews. After this one? Yeah, essentially, what we're all saying is, Complex Magazine, no. It's not It's not annoying. It's not a misfire. It's Awaken My Love. Check it out. A phenomenal album. It is a high vibe. Hey, guys. This is Holden. Thanks again for listening. Uh, we had a ton of fun hanging out and talking about music, and we hope that you guys had as much fun listening a few housekeeping things before the episode ends. First, a few ways to reach us. If you have any questions or suggestions for our podcast, please email us at listenersa at gmail.com. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R-S-A at gmail.com. Our Twitter is listenersa as well. I don't know how many tweets we have, probably not very many, so far, but we hope to get that running pretty frequently uh, just so that we can update you guys and explain a little bit more about what we're doing every week. Our Instagram account is Listeners Anonymous, all lowercase. We will be posting on Instagram just about who we're going to be talking about week to week and the kind of stuff that we're up to every so often. So please follow both of those accounts if you liked what you heard and are interested in hearing more. Also, our intro and outro music is provided by our very own Brett Saunders. He's an awesome guy. He's one of my very good friends. He is a fantastic producer and a fantastic musician, and so we're very lucky to have his music on our podcast. Our logo right now that you'll see uh, on the Twitter account and on the Instagram account was created by me. I am horrible at graphic design, and so that is certainly subject to change. One of my very good friends, Maddie Jones, is studying graphic design right now, and she is going to provide us with a new logo and new cover art for the podcast, so stay tuned for that. Thank you again for listening. We really appreciate it. Once again, if you have any questions, please email us at listenersa at gmail.com. Thanks, guys.